0: Welcome to episode 2 of Crime and Court USA. I'm your host, Mundo Carrillo. So, yeah. Yeah, some, it's a pretty historical day in America. Very historical day. We'll get to that in a bit. First off, I hope you guys are doing well. Me, it's been rough. I had a stomach virus for about five days or so now. I don't want to go into detail but I've either been in bed or in the bathroom you know what I'm saying for like five days straight I've been eating nothing but ramen it's been rough man it's been rough I want to eat solid food all right that's all I want <laughs> I miss it I miss it so much oh and uh, oh I uh also threw my back out so that's nice so that that's real nice it's uh it's been a it's been a rough one for your boy but you know what I do not want to miss an episode of Crime in Court USA. If I miss an episode, it means I'm dead. All right. So no matter how sick I am, no matter how tired I am, you guys get an episode. I appreciate y'all. But (laughs) with that said, it's going to be a short episode today because, again, I was sick for the better part of the week. I'm not very prepared. Didn't really do a whole lot. But nonetheless, the show must go on. As I said earlier, historical day in America as former police officer, former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin was found guilty on all three counts in the death of George Floyd. Chauvin was charged with second degree unintentional murder, third degree murder, and manslaughter for killing 46 year old Floyd in May 2020 during an arrest over an alleged counterfeit $20 bill. Floyd, uh, or Chauvin, had his knee to the back of Floyd's neck for over nine minutes. If you guys have seen the video, it's been around since last May. It's it's pretty horrifying and rightfully caused a lot of outrage. So people were happy about this verdict, as far as I can tell. People were celebrating in the streets of Minneapolis. I know there were demonstrations all over the country here in Albuquerque. I think people were marching down Central Avenue. Um, as of the time of this recording, it is peaceful so far. But you never know what the darkness will bring what nighttime will bring. I'm hoping it stays peaceful. That's all hope it stays peaceful. But for now, people are excited. And that's good to see. It's good to see people excited about something, especially during a year that's been pretty rough for all of us. But anyhow, the jury began deliberating at about 4 p.m. on Monday, April 19th. and came back with its verdict about 4 p.m. Tuesday after deliberating for about 10 and a half hours. That is after they heard about six hours of closing arguments. And Chauvin was taken into custody after the verdicts were read. He is now in a state prison facility in Minnesota. That 10-hour span, that is a relatively short amount of deliberation for charges this heavy. For murder charges. So I had sensed that when it was announced that they had a verdict that, that they were guilty verdicts. The sooner they come back, that's the, the, that usually means guilty. The longer it goes, usually a mistrial or an acquittal. But that was my sense of it. That's also what I predicted would happen, based on the evidence that was presented at trial. I did think that the defense had an uphill battle, and that the prosecution had a very good case. So that's kind of how I thought it would go. I didn't think it would. Uh, only take ten hours of deliberation. That was a little surprising. I thought maybe they would go up maybe a little longer today, or go into tomorrow. But well, here we are. They came back with a uh, three guilty verdicts. Now here's where things get a little confusing. Le Chauvin was found guilty of three counts, and they're all for the they're, they're all for killing George Floyd, right? And so he can't be sentenced for all three of those because that would be double jeopardy being sentenced more than once for the same crime. So again, this is my understanding based on what I've read that he will be sentenced for the most serious charge which is second degree unintentional murder. The Minneapolis Star Tribune says he faces a maximum of 30 years but I've seen other outlets say he faces up to 40 years. So again, a little confusion. So hopefully that all gets straightened out. Soon enough, he is scheduled to be sentenced in June, so he's already in prison right now. And uh, the reason it takes so long for sentencing is because, well, first off, the court system's clogged up, <laughs> and things just kind of take a while. But he basically gets assessed by—I don't—I don't know if I, I want to call him a therapist, but usually when someone gets uh, convicted, they they go to like a prison facility, and they're given like an assessment by somebody seeing how they'll react to the prison environment, seeing what their needs are, seeing how if they will be treated or if, if they can be rehabilitated in any way. So yeah, he'll, he'll be seeing someone for that over the next couple of months. And then they'll come back for sentencing where the prosecution will, will argue that he needs to be sentenced to whatever they're going to ask for. Usually it's the maximum sentence. They're gonna say you know he needs to face a maximum because a b, and C, and then they're gonna have the defense come up and say no again they're defense lawyers so they're gonna argue for the the lowest possible sentence, and this person whoever he's been seeing in the in the prison has is gonna come up and give him their assessment saying like he uh he needs like this he needs treatment he uh he reacts to this, so they're gonna kind of recommend what kind of sentence he should face the defense will again kind of argue what kind of sentence that the defendant will be given and then a sentencing hearings are great when when i was a reporter that was my favorite part of the process to go because that's where you get all the emotions man that's where you get the family members of the victim they finally get their moment in court where they get to tell the judge they get to ask the judge for whatever sentence they want again usually the maximum. And they finally sort of get to say what they want to say to the defendant. Yeah, again, I, I love sentence 'cause because you find you get so much emotion. You finally get the the victims of the families confronting the defendant, and it, it's good stuff. And then you you get the uh, the family of the defendant as well. They'll go up and say why the, the person shouldn't go to prison for the rest of their life or whatever. So you you do get both sides of that, and then. The defendant, this is their chance to address the court. Sometimes they won't make a statement, but usually they go up there. Sometimes they'll apologize for the crimes they've been convicted for. Sometimes they'll try to apologize to the family and things like that. Sometimes they'll still try to say they're innocent. And then the judge gets to finally uh, say what he wants to say to the defendant. The judges have to remain fair and impartial throughout the process right so they don't really get to you know say what's on their mind to the defendant but a sentencing hearing that's that's also their opportunity to say what they want to say so that's when they're like uh you you know i think you're a monster or you know whatever <laughs> whatever they want to say and then that's when the judge hands them the sentence so again between 12 and a half years i think and 30 years is what i've seen 12 and a half to 40 years. Depends on who's right there, but a good amount of time. Chauvin's 45, so he could be in prison until he's about 75. As I was saying, it seems like things are peaceful as far as demonstrations go around the country, but Minnesota Governor Tim Walz had declared a state of emergency in anticipation of the verdicts. There have been protests in Minneapolis over the last few days. Thousands of National Guard troops have been deployed to the city. I think I saw something too that someone had shot at some National Guard troops in Minneapolis in a drive-by. That person has been arrested and charged. Um, but again, as of Tuesday, everything seemed kind of jovial and peaceful. In fact, um, I saw some images on Twitter at, at the uh, the rally in downtown Minneapolis, and people were like straight up like barbecuing and stuff. It's like a celebration over there. So again, hopefully, hopefully it stays that way. Hopefully, it stays peaceful. I really hope so. Let's hope so, you guys. There's no official word on whether Chauvin will appeal the conviction, but there is speculation that he will appeal on the grounds that the jury was tainted by unfair media coverage and the settlement with Floyd's family. Two weeks before the trial, the city of Minneapolis settled a wrongful death lawsuit with Floyd's family for $27 million. Two potential jurors were dismissed after saying that they heard about the settlement and said that it, tainted their ability to be fair and impartial and that they would think unfavorably towards Chauvin. So they were dismissed. I don't know if those reasons, again, that hasn't been, his lawyer hasn't said anything that has been made official, but I don't know what those reasons will get him a to argue a mistrial or to argue the reversal of a conviction. You have to say that throughout the process, the trial process itself, that something was tainted. And I don't see how those two things really got in the way here, but we'll see. We'll see. This is, this is probably not over. He, he might appeal. It's also worth noting that uh, three other officers who were present during the incident with Floyd also faced charges of aiding and abetting second-degree unintentional murder and second-degree manslaughter. And shout-out to the 17-year-old girl who filmed the encounter on her cell phone. I know a lot of old people like to, uh you know, get on the, get on the youngins for always being on the electronic devices, but hey, they're already changing the world, man. 17 years old completely changed things. It's also worth noting that a former, another former Minneapolis police officer is currently serving a 10 year sentence after being convicted of killing a woman who called 911 to report a possible domestic assault. I don't know if you guys remember that one. That was a couple years ago. A woman had reported a possible domestic incident going on in an alley by her place. The police showed up and somehow ended up shooting her instead. So yeah, very tragic. And, um, Again, the, the officer got convicted and is currently serving 10 years. And uh, I should also mention, by the way, since I mentioned it last time, former Brooklyn Center, Brooklyn Center is a suburb of Minneapolis, uh, a police officer, Kim Potter, has been charged with manslaughter and the death of 20-year-old Dante Wright. She shot Dante pretty much point blank during a traffic stop as Wright was fleeing arrest. He had a warrant out. He, he apparently was being pulled over for having expired tags on his car. Then when once they pulled him over, they ran his information and found that he had a warrant for his arrest. So they attempted to take him into custody. He attempted to flee. She, according to her and her former uh, police chief, she thought she had her taser in her hand and was about to tase him, but she actually had her gun in her hand. I, I said last time that she... I did see the video and she held her gun for several seconds. I think the Washington Post actually counted... And they came up with seven seconds, which is quite a while. So we'll see. We'll see how that one holds up as it goes through the court process. But yeah, that's uh, that's about all I got for for this week, guys. Like I said, it was gonna be a shorter episode because I am very tired and very ill. But I'm, I'm feeling a lot better. You guys, I am feeling a lot better. So so there's that. But um, I'm probably gonna sign off here, do a little editing, and then pass out. Ooh, boy, boy! What a week! What a week! I'm I'm gonna come back strong next week, though, y'all. Coming back strong. I uh, hope to have a longer episode, a uh, more in-depth episode, or another another well-researched episode. Again, whatever the show must go on. So I want to knock out something this week. Remember to uh to rate the show, review the show, share it with your friends, share it with your enemies. Why not make amends over this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> it's time, you guys. It's time. Uh, also, you can follow me on Twitter at Mundo Carillo, And that is about it for this week. Thanks for tuning in. Peace out.